Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. For today, we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from June the 6th, 1992. If you are listening on YouTube, hit the subscribe button to subscribe to the channel and hit the thumbs up icon to give the show a like. And I want to wish a happy Thanksgiving to all you listening out there. This is the Thanksgiving episode. So in honor of Thanksgiving, at the end of the episode, you will hear the annual tradition like no other which is how to give thanks BTT style as first heard on the show back in 2016 or 17. I don't remember which year, but I know it was very early on in the shows. Harper's not with us. We're off schedule uh, because of uh, personal things going on in my life, to be frank, which I mentioned last week. Doc, let me welcome you in. Flips and dives, what's going on? How you doing? Hey, gobble, gobble, everybody. I hope everybody's ready. Or you, this comes out on, on. Do you release this the day before? I think is correct. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We we agreed like many many years ago. We we're like so that it wouldn't happen the night of Thanksgiving at seven p.m. Like it happens every other right. Thursday. We do it on Wednesday at seven That's p.m. Right. That way, right. everybody could get their listening in. And if they want to hold off and wait till Thursday so they can ignore their family members, they can put their earbuds in their ear on Thursday whenever they That's decide right. to have their meal. That's right. So hopefully, you know, maybe it's it's. The night before Thanksgiving, it's a little chilly outside. All the all the ladies in your family are in there starting the early preparations on tomorrow's meal. Maybe you're sitting outside, uh, maybe got a little fire going outside, and maybe you have a little drink next to you. We want to say happy Thanksgiving to the whole army. We'll 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 extend this past the patrons to everybody, even the freeloaders, and say happy Thanksgiving to y'all. <laughs> Stop. Um, once again. We're, we're either um, basking in the glow of World Series greatness, baseball championships, or we're sad. Uh, our football teams are all winning all their games because why not? Basketball season, Zion's probably already hurt and probably has gained 10 pounds. I think that's... Oh, Zion probably hurt his... his um, he probably hurt his, you know small left testicle whoa you know at halftime of game one knowing him okay yeah that's true so so do you have big thanksgiving plans uh this year would you like to tell the people what you're planning to do it's just a normal i mean you know family get together you know uh at this point hopefully pop pop makes it to thanksgiving to, for yeah the, we're all rooting for pop pop everybody send be, pop pop some good thoughts uh, you know maybe by this point it's um 
you know, he got the last ride and who knows, but uh we'll see. That's the that's the normal plan. Uh, well, thanks for bringing everybody down. Um, I, all know, right, man, just keeping it real, man. You know, no, we appreciate that. We shoot it down the middle and we shoot it straight. I mean, I figured with you having shoot all these it. personal personal problems, I'd get Crockett over here. Like when I have issues, you bring in Crockett. So I figured I'd get Crockett, but I guess not. I just talked to Crockett um, two nights ago. Okay, well, that's great. You're making plans for the show after Harper and I get tired and leave? No, as I told no. you, he did the Clash 19 and he did That's Beach right. Blast, the pay-per-views with me. And those are coming up in, I guess, a couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, Harper we had a good time. I ain't doing them, so figure it out. And you went and got Crockett. I got you. It's not what happened, but okay. Well, you didn't ask, but we're having uh, we're having the, all the family over. And uh, it's it's the daughter's birthday the day of. So lots of food and, and booze and football and and most importantly uh kid birthday on that day oof that's a lot on thanksgiving day Mm-hmm. yeah that's uh thoughts and prayers to you man t's and p's i think we also have a soccer tournament that starts the next day really uh, yeah like if you're listening to this it, in a couple of days but yeah friday probably yeah yeah, screw that. I'm just going to yeah, say that right now. That. Okay, well. Yeah. Well, before we get into the episode, and, and we have quite a bit to talk about today, um, what is, I got a little question for you, because uh, there's something I wanted, you and I had a little conversation this week, and it got me thinking, you know, we had a thought-provoking, gentlemanly, scholarly discussion, and uh, it got me thinking. Apparently, it didn't have the same impact on you because you don't know what's going on. I'm just about. waiting. I mean, like, you know, I try not to do like you and interrupt you all the time like you do me when I'm trying to finish a thought. Well, I, I like to move quickly, but I'm also trying to to uh, build some suspense for the listener. Um, okay, so you and I talked about celebrity. And, you know, as you get older, it's like, man, people are people I don't give a shit about. I ain't standing in no line to meet nobody or whatever. And if you do, that's great. I mean, if you got a different opinion, go to the Comic-Con, bro. I don't care. But my question for you is, on the short list, because you and I aren't super impressed by celebrity as a, just a general. You're famous. Okay, so now I'm impressed. So let's say that, you know, that dinner for four concept Let's say you got to have a one-on-one like meal and sit and talk about wrestling with a with a, a wrestler past or present. Who would you want to sit down with and and just have a have a conversation, spend a little time with, and just one-on-one talk about the stuff? You specifically want to know a wrestler? Yeah. Okay, because it's going to be different. Uh, if you just sort of said general celebrity, I would have one answer. But uh, if we're talking wrestlers, uh, give me um, give me Ernie Ladd. Mm. Now, he's dead, so that's going to be a little difficult. But okay. Well, I know. I, I, I should have also questioned dead or alive. but I was going to stay with alive to make it real, like possible, so that, you know, we could – the listeners could buy that for us for our birthday one day or something, you know. Okay. But okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't, 
Uh, who alive? Uh, and I need to point out just so you're, <laughs> you, you made a great point. I, I'm not big on meeting celebrities. Uh, I, I know a lot of people who are a lot of friends, family who, you know, some of them like doing the comic con thing, you know, some of them like meeting uh, famous people, you know, if that's, if that's what floats your boat, uh, more, you know, do it, you know, I, I said it several weeks ago on the show. Uh, however you want to spend your money, it, you earned it. You spend it that way. Uh, not for me. like. But if you're talking about just uh, outright talking to celebrity. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to, I want to hear like more historical context from not just the wrestling business. Uh, years ago, you admit we, we were talking about Ernie Ladd years ago. And the reason I brought him up at first is because, you know, I think about, uh, you know, he was a black man as a heel in the South. Like, I, I want to know, I, I just want to talk to him. Like, man, what, what, what was it like? You know, how, how did you, how did you and just go about doing your job? And he's probably just gonna be like, man, I just went out there and worked, you know, but I, I just think Ernie Ladd would be fascinating to talk to. Um, I know he's done some shoot interviews, but in this day and age of podcasting, let's say you had a guy like his age, that could be really, you know, let's assume he was still sharp, you know, and he could recite, things and memories it'd be really cool to get his perspective on you know how it was during his time and he came up because uh, uh, you know i re- i've seen clips of him from world class man and he's in world class his knees are shot like you know early 80s he's doing a match with kamala and he just can't even move and then i you know even in mid-south he's just a big lumbering dude and he he's he's way past his prime i want to see that dude i want to see lots of footage and talk to him about his prime when he could move around and he was a big old man that you know, was just imposing. It's like, man, this dude's as big as he is. He can move and he's fast. And hey, what was it like working in the territories at, you know, being a black man? So I kind of, I, I want to talk to Ernie Ladd. But now if you would have said just in general, I think I've said this on the show before, I want to talk to Jackie Robinson. Oh. That's a dude I want to talk to. Because when you watch the movie 42, it's a very, very, like, hey, <laughs> That dude was that was a mentally strong human being to deal with what he dealt with. Okay, is there anybody that's alive that you would like to talk to? Maybe wrestling business. Man, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, help me, help me out, Doc. Because okay, so who, who would you? I mean, you throw a name out there, and then I'll see like. Because I'm trying to think. Okay, so I have top. a couple. You asked me couple. off the top of your head. I didn't know this was coming. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a couple. I didn't have any time to think about it. And it, it's maybe not my favorite wrestlers. Like, I don't. Here's the thing. It's not based on character. You need to understand. I don't want to have dinner with Ric Flair. I want to watch Ric Flair wrestle and cut this, promos. Yeah. I want to see. I don't want to do anything that makes Stone Cold not feel like Stone Cold. Because when that glass breaks. That's the that's the magic. I don't want to do anything that could. Je- so it's not about I want to sit down with the Undertaker, the Mount, the Rock, the Cena, the, the that the biggest stars. It's who I think would be interesting to talk to. So one of them would have been Tracy Smothers. But obviously we can't. So my first on the list would be Bret Hart. Because I think he's a historian, he respects the business, 
and he has a lot of stories to tell. And he certainly has a distinct philosophy about how the business ought to be treated. That's a good one. That is a really good one. I I would love to talk to Brett too. And he's turning, we've seen him on some shows in the last couple of years. He's really flipped a corner to where he's an interesting storyteller and willing to tell some stories. And so, you know, that's a really neat place in his life, I think. You know, yeah, I, you could sit one. down with Jeff Jarrett, and I like Jeff Jarrett, and I, to be honest, I listen to his podcast, but I don't know how much I believe that Jeff Jarrett says, isn't it just positive thinking, marketing, grinding, 101, hustle culture, nonsense. You'd want Jeff not on a podcast. You'd want to be able to sit down with him where there's no cell phones, no chance of anything being recorded. That is the conversation you want to have with Jeff. That way you feel like you get the the but he's not unfiltered, real, real, I guess, version of whatever yeah. he's saying. So I kind of hear you there. OK, another one that I would want to talk to because he is a unique way of thinking. Um, and I did always like him as a wrestler. I mean, so is uh, Raven. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Raven's a good one. I got a good, yeah. I could see Raven for sure. Okay. Is that helping you think about this at all? I think you hit the one that I, I would love to talk to, which is Brett. Just, yeah. And when, and when I say talk to, like, I don't mean like podcast host, although that would be great. No, no, no. This is, we're sitting down, having a beer or two. We're sitting outside on the back porch. We just, we're at a party and we got separated and started talking and, they were cool with talking a little, bit, a little bit about wrestling. And it's like, oh, okay, well, shit, they opened the door. You know, not fanboy shit. It's like, we're grown men. I ain't trying to, like, get your autograph. I just want to, you know, I want a fanboy enough to, to ask you some questions or have a conversation or, hey, what do you think about this? And it might not even be their own career. Hey, it might even be, hey, we're at, we're at a bar or something, and they got Raw on the TV, and we're watching it, and just having them break it down, and you get to listen to it. It's like, whoa, you know, that kind of thing. Dude stuff. It, it would be years ago. Um, remember when Brady, Tom Brady retired and then unretired mm-hmm. last year? It would be that. Like, we had a discussion on that show where was, we mentioned that and we mentioned, man, Brady went home and just started getting nagged. And he was like, Fuck, mm. I'm going back to football. Screw this. And and we were like, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, Brady's this millionaire and he's rich and famous and greatest QB of all time type stuff. But at the end of the day, if we, you know, were sitting there and all of us had a few beers or drinks and we're sitting around and just chilling you could just have a general conversation about life because he's in actuality outside of the, the him being wealthy, he's dealing with some of the same issues from the female perspective that every single, (laughs) you know, man that has a girlfriend or wife would deal with. That's the type of conversation I think of when you say that for sure. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. I got a couple more here. All right, go ahead. One is kind of violating everything we just said, but it's because it would be so fascinating that I couldn't pass up the opportunity. And that's Vince. I don't know if I'd want to talk to him. 
he's just so insane as a person that I want to see it. It's like there's a couple of people that kind of like I, I can't with you see he's done for you what I that's the reason I couldn't sit around Jerry Jones because he's killed my franchise. But those people that are so like a cult of personality in in operate in this own weird bubble vacuum that we don't people don't understand like Vince Jerry Jones those kind of guys they're not going to sit down with everyone else and after a few drinks be like oh hey they're always going to be this weird entity that's separated yeah i don't i don't want to talk to and you and you're like never going to understand Vince because you're never going to get the book the movie the whatever that has the access to really tell it correctly I don't want to talk to somebody like that because they're not just like a regular human being. They're always on, they're always working and they're always, it's an angle and it's a, I want you to perceive me a certain way. I I don't, I don't want to talk to them. So that's the only one that's like that. I have another one and this one's, I think you'll appreciate this one too. I think Lance Storm would be a good one. Yeah, I think you get the, I don't think you get work in Lance. I think you just get the who Lance. And he seems like a smart fella. I think he is. Like I said, I think you get the, when you see him on the dark side of the rings and just, he's very, uh, he's analytical. He's thoughtful. He puts deep thought into it and just doesn't spot. What I like about Lance is whether you agree with him or not. And I say this about anybody I agree or disagree with. At least put some thought into it. Don't just fire off the first thought that hits your brain won't make sense like when you're talking about a serious topic and i i think lance does that he says things i don't agree with he says things i agree with so i think you're right about storm okay so does that bring up anybody else for you that you think would be like you nailed them i mean like there's people out there that you know part of me and, and i i ain't lining up and paying 50 bucks for anybody to sign anything yeah, the other thing is somebody me. somebody would say, um, "What about Cornette?" I feel like I know Jim Cornette from listening to his show for as long as I have. So, okay, yeah, I mean it'd be nice to do, but I mean I'm talking about people that I want to learn something that I don't think I know. So I just say that there too. And with Cornette, you know how I said a little while ago, you talk you you want to just talk to somebody who can be just a real human being. Whether you agree with him or disagree with him, he's you're getting the real version of him. Like, you know, I, I don't listen to Corny every week. I watch the YouTube clips. And he says things I think are dumb and but then he says things that I think are right. You're you're gonna always get from him if you if he makes that list, he to me he'd be like Brett or Lance Storm. You're gonna get the real truth. He's not doing it. And some people think a guy like Cornette does it for clicks. I don't think he does it for clicks. I think he's just telling you how he feels. And it just so happens that it gets clicks. Um, so you would you would get the the pure answer from him, his pure answer and real answer. But you are right. I mean, he's got so many hours of audio at this point. It's like you kind of already know what he's going to say before he says it. You could watch something on Raw or SmackDown and be like, all right, I already know how Cornette's going to respond to this, which is why I always say I don't know how people live. Like, I don't I can't listen to his modern critique because I already know what he's going to say about a certain topic. Um, so but 
I could see why you'd say you you think you feel like you already know him uh, after listening to him for a decade now on pods. What about Heyman? Yeah. What about Heyman? Would you see hey, the reason I'd never say Heyman is because I I feel like I just get this this dude who's just working. I'm not getting anything real. It's just gargle. Yeah. You feel that way about I, him too? Uh yeah. And I love Heyman, dude. I he's a joy to watch on the screen. There's a but there's these are two different things we're talking about. So I appreciate everything about this guy, and we're going to get into more about Heyman tonight in the show, but, um, you know, I don't know that we're going to sit down and have a have a combo convo here. I got one more for you. Okay. You didn't say his name already. You're going to be like, what? Because I've cursed him out on this show rather recently. Triple H? Like, you no, I don't want to talk to <laughs> Boot licking that dude. Um, this one will shock you. It'll probably shock a lot of people out there, too. Uh, Give me Bill Kenny Watts. Omega. No, I've huh? thought about it. Give me Bill Watts. Uh oh. Let me talk to Bill Watts. Because I want to, cha- I, I want to, like, here's the thing is as hateful of a person as I think he is. You know, maybe he's changed. I don't know, to be frank. I want to talk to him. I want to like, I want to, I want to ask him about that, that Keller interview, the torch talk that he did, which ultimately ended up getting him fired in 93. You know, like what the hell were you thinking? I just want to see, I want to see if he's, to see if I ask him what he's thinking, what he was thinking at that time, I feel like that'll tell me if he's changed. Because that was a long time ago. I mean, we're talking 30 years ago now. And people do change in 30 years. I'm not the same person I was 30 years ago. You're not the same person you were 30 years ago. I mean, we were, you know, dumb, late high school or high school graduates at that point. <laughs> you know, so we're different people. We did a lot of dumb stuff back then. We probably said a lot of dumb things. We just didn't have a camera in our face all the time. I say it all the time. I'm glad, I, I'm glad there were no cell phones when I was a kid. Lord knows mm. the things that came out of my mouth that would have been caught that people would, you know, think I'm a terrible human being for just because I was a dumb, ignorant, young kid. I want to talk to Watts. Let me let me let me okay. see what what he says now. And let he's still see. alive. So there you go. Now, we're going to talk yeah. a lot about Bill Watts in the coming. Oh, weeks. God. So we got a lot. Yeah, of that's going to become a that's going to become a trend pretty soon. So anyway, that's what I was thinking. I was just thinking like, hey, you know, there's a whole cottage industry around comic cons and and things but it's like and and again if that's what you like then more power to you pursue your dreams if you're not infringing on on my rights and definitely you wouldn't be but that doesn't really do tread on doc that's That's right don't tread on me because you'd never say that no, I say, um, I keep, I use the Soundgarden song, Keep It Off My Wave. Okay. And, uh, By the so way, if that's your I... deal, do your deal, man. You ain't hurt nobody. Unless, wanna... so, so I'm just, I'm looking for a different kind of engagement. The other one that we, you and I talked about that's outside the wrestling world for me is Mike Tyson. He's so interesting on so many levels to me. And we don't have to go down this path, but that's one of the people that I would really, like to sit with so like i don't need to sit with rick flair i know what's going to happen we're going to do a bunch of drinks he's going to woo with people and that there's a place for that i guess um but that, that's not what we're talking about here so anyway speaking of bill watts here's a tease for next week 
because uh, he makes his debut next week, right, Doc? I believe that this is the last talk show episode. It's been a great run of a great concept of a wonderful idea. And uh, Watts is going to come in and, and uh, get rid of it. You know, he wouldn't get rid of Grizzly <laughs> with the young girls, but he's going to get rid of talk shows. That's Yeah, yeah I want to ask him that. What about Grizzly Smith? Tell me how you explain to me how you didn't know. It was now, Mike, going on. Mike, obviously, you know, as a, as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, you know, if I'd have known <laughs> that that was going on, I would have opened up the good book to, to Ephesians four or five. And I would have uh, read I would have had a devotional with uh, with Grizzly and we would have prayed about his issues together. I mean, you know, that's that's, you know, the the, the word is the bread of the Lord, if you know what I mean. I mean, is that about is that about what you'd expect? Yeah, and then I'd also ask him about, you know, booking in, in Mid-South. I mean, obviously, I want to know that stuff, too, but I want to get the hard-hitting well, questions Well, I always out. looked at the parable of two th- two loaves of, of bread and the fish, how you oh, feed the thousands. On. stop. Wait. Uh, right. but, but what I was going to say was, uh, to tease Bill Watts coming in, we may do this next week, week after, we'll see. Bill Watts' Ten Commandments for WCW. Uh, this, the, You know, we all know about the rules. Is the first one, thou shalt not be black? Hey, well, but, but Doc, he made a he made Braun Simmons world champion. What are you talking about? Oh. Anyway, sometimes um, his, things aren't as simple as they appear. That's so true. Uh, the Ten Commandments for WCW of Bill Watts. We'll we'll maybe get into that next week or the week okay. after. That sounds like a great if, conversation. If, uh, maybe yeah, that's time. a little pre-show roundup that we could uh, just lead right into the wrestling about. For sure, for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me get the video version open, and I'll get us started. Unless you have anything else. No. Well, no as you're doing star. that, Mike, we're no into new... ju- we're into June. Yeah, June. Summertime. 1992 is like getting away from us already. It's uh, it's slowly, <laughs> slowly dissipating. We're getting but, close. Um, to, we're nitros just right around the corner. It's getting close. Uh, no, no five star reviews this week, and no new Patreon members because we just recorded the last episode just a few days ago, so about forty eight hours ago. So that's why uh, we're not um not getting into that. Uh, that said, got the video version going. We're talking June sixth, nineteen ninety two, Saturday night on TBS. Uh, Doc, I mentioned to you during the pre show. I forgot to mention this to you last week that the matches from the arena this week and last are from the UTC Arena. Which is in none other than none other than Chattanooga, Tennessee, as Wait, Harper where? likes to say. What'd you say? Well, it's Chattanooga, but Harper oh. likes likes to say Chattanooga. Well, I think when we heard that from him, his second attempt was worse and bordering on something a racial slur, and then he just gets frustrated and says whatever. Is that about Which right? Which he typically does when you when you try to correct them. Or just well, y'all help, you're not even trying to correct the them. Subscribe button, and maybe y'all can hear what we were talking about back in the day. Yeah, he doesn't like. I don't only say correct them. I'm not trying to correct them. I'm just trying to help him. And he's like, "Whatever, bro." Gets all he's salty. Harper does not roll through life looking for your help. No, unless not it's at a all. time. Unless it's finding the right printer cartridge or computer help or whatever. 
Well, he will call you for some computer help. I can tell you that right now. He called me, Brad, right, Brad, Brad, right, Brad, right. this computer's not doing, did, did you restart it? No. Nah. Okay. How about we start there? Whatever, bro. You called me for help. <laughs> All right. Getting into the show. Missy welcomes us into the show, and she is pissed off as she throws it to JR. Missy asked JR if he really was going to interview Medusa right here today. And she tells JR that that is rude. Missy is not happy at all. She is salty like Harper is these days, it seems. And um, then Jim Ross welcomes in Paulie. And Paulie, Paulie will be JR's guest host this week. Uh, JR is really not happy. He's got to deal with Paulie throughout a whole episode. Uh, let me go to you first before they throw to Barry and Arn's quick promos for this week's episode since they're in the main event. I really feel like they went out strong with this talk show concept with Paulie and Ricky Rackman there. So um, it's like, man, maybe they were figuring it out. But, uh, you know, wrestling can only happen one way. So Watts is going to get rid of that. If you wanted a full-time person in this co-host, that Paulie's the guy. The problem is you couldn't have him for like a main event if one of his guys is involved. But that which that, we that's see, which we do. see in this program. Yeah, yeah, but but Paul is the dude who you you kind of need to have permanently. I mean, Rackman was good though. Like we never really said anything bad. We were like, you know, he got the two two award. He's great. Yeah. Corny would have been good in that role. Yeah, Cornette would have been good in the role, too. Maybe obviously. Bobby Eaton. <laughs> no, Bobby. <laughs> uh, uh, you know who would have been good? Well, you, again, we're getting into what else, but like, let's say Austin's not wrestling that week. Throw him out there. Pillman was good when he... Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, so we're in Chaga Chagajuga. Chaganuga, uh, as Harper says. Yeah, Chaganuga. So Arn and Barry cut a couple of very quick, like, 10 second promos before the match. Can, yeah, but can you them? play Orange real quick with the audio? Yeah, hold on one second. He so Barry's wrapping up. up. I don't even remember what he said. He didn't bring up technology, which was yeah, good. Yeah, he did. He did? I didn't know yeah, that. What? Okay, let me go to it. Here it is. Let's face it, Barry. We all know each other, and we know we use television as our platform to show off. <laughs> TV title is a consequence of what happens in the match. Well, it should be. You and I head up today. Two out of three falls. Arn Anderson will be. Okay, what am I missing? He's using TV as a platform, buddy. He understands. Arn was ahead of himself. He understood digital platforms before anyone else. <laughs> Get out of here. He told us what he did. He used technology a couple of weeks ago, man. He's a future futurist. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> All right. Um. Before we go to the next match, JR wants to know when the Dangerous Alliance will get involved with the light heavyweight title division. Paul says in his response, I find, uh, well, no, he, he just kind of switches the topic and he says, I find Johnny B. Bad to be a little too pugilistic as they're about to throw to Johnny B. Bad's match. Doc, did you have to look up pugilistic? No, that means boxing. Okay, I just found it funny and like how many people didn't know what that word was like you always like to say because it's fighting you're going to have a better better percentage but yeah it's still kind of a tricky multi syllabic word for the uh, 
average wrestling fan to wrestle with. Okay. So then we go to Johnny B. Bad versus Mike Thor. It's the first match on the show. Doc, uh, I don't really Can you know look right there? Stop. Him. Go back to Mike Thor and pause on it. Hold on. And we got Johnny B. Bad um, putting kisses on mm, underage kids. Look right there. Okay. Dude, he looks like Stan Lane after a bender. No. Okay. I don't think so. You think when uh, Johnny B. Bad gets in the ring, it's like, shoot your cannon all over me, Johnny? I don't think anybody's saying that. What are we dealing with here? Uh, again, the the underaged just, yeah. women putting garter money in Johnny's garter is... No one batted an eye in 92, but I watch that now. I'm like, uh, if I had a 15-year-old daughter, she's not putting money into Johnny B. Bad's garter belt. It's just not happening. But in 92, we were doing it sometimes weekly before he shot his cannon off in the ring. Wrestling, bro. <laughs> Wrestling. It's hard to look at things through eyes of 2023 sometimes. You just like mm. kind of chuckle like, boy, the world really was a lot different. Nobody said anything. It was, it was raw back then, dude. Yeah, just raw. All right. Uh, any thoughts on Johnny B. Bad versus Mike Thor? Yeah, at one point we see a move and it's like, is the sunset flip? the most useless move in wrestling. I don't think so. Okay, why, why it, think it, never wor- it never works. Are you saying no one has ever taken a pin? No, I can't say that. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You can't say never. You can't say never in life, Mike. That's what I'm saying. You can't say never for that. You it's can't not the- say never in life. Okay. Then why would you say that? You, you don't just, want to I this said up. it's useless. Does anybody ever win with that? Come on. Come on. Typically, the sunset flip, you get a baby face who does it, you know, to kind of turn the tide of a match real quick. They go to the sunset flip. The heel clicks his legs together, which supposedly crunches the baby face's ears as they're in the pin maneuver of it. And then the baby, and then the heel gets up and delivers a clothesline. It's a hope spot is what it is. I don't know. Nobody ever wins with it, though. But you can't say that because Johnny does it off the top rope. Now that I think about it. And he sometimes does win that way. Okay. You see? Answer your own question. That's different, though, off the top rope than on the ground reversal, blah, blah, blah. Dip, dip, dip. You know? Come on. No. You know what I mean. I, I No. Don't twist my it's words. I'm twisting them because I'm not twisting them. You're twisting them. All right, anything else from bad and Thor Nah, here? not at all, bro. Not at all. Not a damn thing. How about that? So, bad ducks a lariat and then catches Thor with a left hook. One, two, three. Johnny B. Bad wins the match. From there, Would Doc, Mark Miro go... be on your list of people you want to talk to, have dinner with? Uh, I would like to talk to him, for sure. Okay. Seems like a good dude. What about Teddy Long for you? Yeah, I'd like to talk to Teddy. I think Teddy would be cool to talk to. Okay. Maybe we should start the uh, guest portion of the show again. You can yeah, you get on people. that. 
Let me know um, after you've talked to him, and we'll um, add him to the show like we used to do years ago. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Then don't say anything then. Uh, next match, DDP and Ricky Morton versus Ricky Steamboat and Nikita Koloff in some tag team action. I guess we got to tag these guys up because, you know, we got a, a tag tournament coming. We can't just throw a couple of guys together who have never tagged together before in a tag tournament, but... That was my take on this. I got some commentary I want to play, Doc. That's why I froze the video version that okay. you're looking at on my screen. Uh, Jim Ross about DDP and Steamboat, and Paulie says some stuff. Um, yeah, let's go to that right now. Here it is. Interesting situation here. It was just uh, not that long ago that that uh, Mr. Uh, Page had some very interesting videotape. That we saw in our program, Paul. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, the fact is, everything has been true about Ricky Steamboat. He is after a manager in the Dangerous Alliance, but we've been wrong about one thing. What's that? Did you see him pull my pants down two weeks ago? It's me that he wants, not Medusa. Yeah, well, that's another lie. How anybody could believe that he was even after Medusa is beyond me. You guys tried to pull it off, but it didn't work. You wanted to get in his head. You wanted to, to frustrate the guy to get him unfocused from ravishing Rick Rude, but it didn't work. And but he the, doesn't have the U.S. heavyweight title, does he? But he may after tomorrow night in the Omni. Did, did Paul just accuse DDP of trying to assault him? At first, I thought it was more the metaphorical sense of he pulled his pants down metaphorically in public. You know, he embarrassed him, but it oh. kept sounding like it kept sounding though like maybe not. Well, he said he it's me that he wants, not Medusa. That's why I, I know. Asked that. That's when he brought in Medusa. I was like, now wait a minute. What like are we doing? Said, here? Well, yeah, uh, not <laughs> Paul just. That was something. Um, yeah. I just that was that. something, all right. Yeah, I heard I, that. I, I was like, wait. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, whoa was all right. That's a hell of an accusation in 92. It's a heel move in 1992. I mean, nowadays, I don't think anybody's, you know, I would just be like, oh, whatever. I mean, but in 92, you know how your audience is. I mean, this is the South. Oh, he's gay? Like, mm. not just the South. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just when Paul said that, I'm like, holy shit. All right. Let's continue with the match. Did you have anything from it of note? Man, I just, long. when you talk about DDP and Rick Morton right now, it is two dudes that the promotion has no idea what to do with. These two guys are together because there ain't no plan. Yeah, they just been doing all kind of weird stuff with DDP. With the he was banned from TV by Kip Fry. To hey Steamboat, I got some info for you in that promo that Steamboat's talking yeah. Bischoff, and then then he unveils the fact that he has footage of Paul paying the women at least one woman to say she bangs steamboat it's uh, that's nice well made love is the word it's one weird thing after another with ddp i got a question for you and morton's been floundering for 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Long time. Yeah. I got a question for you here. How long does a broken nose take to heal? Oh, I don't know. I've never had a broken nose, but... Me neither, but, you know, I just don't... How does Steamboat get out there with a broken nose and they start slamming his face in the bat? Like, that could kill you. Come on. I couldn't... You ram that nose up into your brainstem and you're dead. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, I... Maybe he should have went out there with a football helmet. I don't know. The maybe like the 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 basketball mask. Uh, yeah. Well, that, I was gonna say hockey mask. That wouldn't go over well Come in any two. But he, yeah, he ain't Lord mask. Humongous. I mean, what are you trying to do? I saw something from the Super Super Seventy Sports Twitter um, a while back. It was a long time ago. It was a basketball player with a neck brace on, like playing. And um, I think it was Gerald Henderson. Remember him? Oh yeah. And, and he it it super seventy sports like. Don't tell me about your load management, motherfucker. This guy's no out here kidding. with a neck brace on, playing thirty five minutes. A night. For real? Like what? Uh, I only think about that because, you know, Steamboat is out there with an injury. And, bro, you, you used to see players just play through death, which probably wasn't a good thing. But it just kind of shows you how much the, the all sports have changed, not just, you know, wrestling, basketball, football, all of them. Uh, we, we do have a guy who get concussed, and he'd be out there the next play. He wouldn't know his ass from a hole in the ground, but he's out there <laughs> – you know, playing football, like, we're just scrambling this dude's brain for eternity, aren't we? Crazy stuff, man. Uh, all right, any other thoughts on the match before I go to the finish? DDP gets a little run early, which sets up Morton coming in. Um, but overall, this isn't going to do much for me because I know what we're doing. Yeah, we're kind of trying to make Steamboat and Nikita look like they're something before the, that NWA tag tournament. So there's that. Right. So the hot tag is... Uh, we get a hot tag to Nikita, and Nikita comes in. He starts throwing some haymakers. He delivers a Russian sickle to Ricky Morton, and then DDP and Nikita pins DD, D, Diamond Dallas Page. You okay? Nikita and Steamboat are going to win this match with, I don't know, call it relative ease. I don't know. We know what we're doing here. We're just trying to heat things up to make yeah. this team look good and that was the point of this match, so I guess I shouldn't really bury it too bad. I mean, it, it had a point. It wasn't just thrown out there. The point, though, is kind of like lost on us, though, I guess right. is what I'm saying. Right, yeah, I'd say so, too. All right, Doc. Well, we got some interesting audio we're going to go to now. We're going to have Medusa come out here um, and uh, deliver an interview uh, with Jim Ross and Paul Lee sitting in the ring and center stage. Before Medusa is introduced, Paul and JR are doing some shooting. Listen to this, and you'll know what I'm talking about. E, dangerously back, would you? Those flowers for me? Oh, yeah. Here you go, sweetheart. Thank you very much. Thanks little. for all your loyalty and support throughout the years. You're still blaming other people for you getting fired. Yeah, it was your fault. What a childish, infantile yeah. attitude. Well, I didn't see you quit a, right alongside of, of me. As a matter of fact, yeah. why don't you introduce our next guest? Oh, I would love to introduce my next guest because, ladies and gentlemen, there are a lot of broads that run around center mm. stage, but there's only one lady, and she is the first lady of WCW. 
All right. So this is a comment that in 1992, unless you're in the inside, 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 you don't have a clue what they're talking about. But Paul and Jr. are just shooting. Paul is still blaming Jr. for him getting fired last year. And mm. Jr. for a shoot tells him to take responsibility for his actions. <laughs> Which probably has a lot of truth to it when you the story is Paul was basically getting cash for the plane tickets and they... They made a phone call or call Paul made a phone call to the office from an Atlanta number and he supposedly was not in Atlanta. Lots of sh- you can look it up on YouTube. But it is just very interesting to hear these two shooting in 92 when we we just didn't know uh back then unless you were on the inside 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 like I kept saying. So your thoughts on that before we go to Half Medusa? a percent of the audience maybe knew what that meant if not lower. Um, and he's out here calling all the the fine ladies of the in the promotion of the B word. Yeah. Ugh. He's throwing out broad like it's just a. Last week it was a common woman obeys her husband. This week it's I don't. Paul, what are you doing? <laughs> he's something. All right. So on that after that, Medusa does come out and. She is going to sit down and have a discussion with these two. Let's go to that. And also, when Medusa was coming out, Missy is shown in the crowd, and she looks disgusted. So we'll go to this now and watch and listen to it play out. Here it is. Jim Rose, the he's so the much. one that got me fired last year, and this oh, is for you from the entire Dangerous Alliance, and Rick picked that one out personally. Have a seat and make yourself comfortable. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, two weeks from tonight, exclusively on pay-per-view, it's Beach Blast. And you and Missy Hyatt will have a bikini contest. And I'm understanding that this will finally determine the real first lady of WCW. But my question to you is, how do you prepare for a bikini contest with Missy Hyatt? How do I prepare? Right. I can eat what I want, I can work out when I want, and I sure in the hell can say what I want. When I first came into the WCW, I told every wrestler, every manager, and every broadcaster that it's going to take more than just a superwoman to neutralize Medusa. I mean, is there anybody left? Oh, I think there's... Excuse me? You know the difference is between you and I? What is it? I 
you've done it again. Get fans. I missed this show so much. What a bikini contest we'll have two weeks from tonight, and we'll be right back. I tell you, man, they, I got to give them credit. You're talking about Super Brawl. They're building up this bikini thing, but these two. Yeah. This was this was a hell of a segment. This was uh, this was some good stuff. Doc, your thoughts? Uh, I like how Medusa said, "I have class," and then immediately takes off her shirt. That was funny. Um, I I don't know why anybody. Doug Dillinger had a heel turn here. Um, Missy was trying <laughs> to take off clothes, and he he stopped it. So. He does not get the toot toot award for tonight. Um, I don't. Here's a small nit going back to the beginning. I hate it when people, Medusa did this. She goes, the WCW. A lot of people did that in this era. It, it doesn't make sense. I've done it myself just talking about it. You, you don't realize you're doing it. You, you add the the to it. Yeah. Not even realizing you're doing it until you've done it but she's not the only one i've heard do that before okay um they were trying to get in some references about you know missy's seen them come and go and and blowing blow blowing hot air she said it twice i wouldn't have thought i wouldn't have thought anything of medusa saying blowing but she she kept she she repeated it i mean it's like almost emphasis. like medusa was like missy i didn't recognize you without a dick in your mouth yeah I, it was insane <laughs> just the language oh <laughs> uh, yeah missy missy mm. took off her heels and threw him at medusa i mean it, it, here's the thing man like i think we've both seen kind of women work themselves into a shoot like that. I don't know what you're talking about. I have, and you have too. So it's very, it, it, this was real. You could suspend your disbelief right there for a minute. Be like, These two don't like each other. Especially when Medusa starts talking about blowing and she repeats it twice. It's like, mm. whoa. That's a hell of an accusation. This is a good segment, though. Okay, now you're not doing Beach Blast, obviously, with me. We talked about that already. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the invite. But with it, yeah, call it straight here. Did this help build that bikini contest? Sure. Exactly. So, How could it not? Any other, any other thoughts before we move on from Jr. and Paulie uh, bickering back and forth, and then Medusa and Missy? No. All right. Jim Ross says, save this for Beach Brawl. Well, they're not going to fight at Beach Brawl, but maybe he was talking about the undressing because Medusa was in her bathing suit and then mm-hmm. Missy was about to get into her bathing suit before, mm-hmm. Doug, or maybe her underwear, actually, before mm-hmm. Doug Dillinger just I'd like picked to get her into her underwear. underwear. You're a pig, and um, that you shouldn't say that. Why? Boy, you hide behind anonymity, I tell you. 1992, Missy. When I was oh, when you when you were when you were a teenager. I got you. Yeah, I'm trying to not put now. myself back in. The, we're talking about then, not now. She's What's 60 a, years old, Mike. Man, how great would a time machine be? Like, if we could just one day just go back, because I don't want to stay for long. Because there's no internet back then, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to stay for long. It's it's easy to say now. It's like, man, how great it was and all that, but. 
but the world was 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 an was an alien place to what it is now. Like I, I'd want to go for a day and it'd be like, all right, I don't Man, have it'd access. Be like a bunch of cavemen sitting around banging rocks together trying to invent fire without right. the internet. That's what I'm saying. And, and I and I don't mean when I say internet, I'm not even talking about social media because I hate social media. I mean, I mean just in the respect of. You and I, let's say we we literally went back in time and we're sitting in center stage for that segment. I want to be able to Google something real quick if I have there a There ain't an a, hour an answer, today I'm a awake question. that I ain't Googling something. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to be able to I Google I never something. stop learning. My brain is continue. It's like the universe. It just continues to expand. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to be able to, to just Google something when I have a question. And that I can't do if I'm sitting there in 1992. Back then it was like, well, I could go down to the library. You know what? Fuck this. I don't give a shit what this is. Think about back then when you you literally had to make a mental note or write something down and be like, I need to look this up when I get home or I need to to look this up when I I get to the library. No, I don't care anymore. (laughs) You're right. All right, we'll keep moving. The Super Invader takes on Jason Knight. We haven't seen Jason Knight in quite a while, but he's here to do some pin me, pay me to the Super Invader. Uh, Doc, there was a spot a second ago where the Super Invader comes off the top rope, and this looks terrible. I guess it was supposed to be a knee to Jason Knight's back. Oh. And um, it was uh, some limp dick stuff. Oh. Well. Um. Heyman has given JR the blues on commentating, comment, commentating, commentary, telling JR to let Paul be on commentary weekly instead of the insignificant bit players he always has on, like Jason Hervey. <laughs> Bro, Paul is f- on it. You, you could watch this show and just listen to him on commentary and him going back and forth with JR, and it's great. Uh, this is the point that I noticed the crowd is is the mic for the crowd because you know they're voiceover in this they're not doing this live i don't believe um the crowd is silent but it's because i think the mics are so turned down and the reason i say that is because in the main event you can see the crowd is being loud and you still can't even hear them so not only did the crowd not really care about this but the mic is turned down so much it's almost like Mm -hmm. they're they're competing in an empty arena okay um any thoughts on this Man, this is where it starts pissing me off because you're getting ready to have Watts come in and cut all kinds of costs. But here's an example of stupid money. You got a guy that people actually know in Hercules and you're stuck him under a mask and an oriental gimmick. So what are we doing? If you want a guy to play that role, hire somebody nobody knows and give him a chance and you can pay him less than an actual star that you're paying because they've got a name and then you're covering them up. And it just never works when you do this with a guy that people know. Like Super Invaders, one instance, Black Blood. Remember when they did that with um, uh, Billy Jack? I don't, it just doesn't make sense. Well, that's the thing. Billy Jack and Hercules want Billy Jack and Hercules money when there's some anonymous mass dude. Yeah. That's how you lose money. That's a good point. You bring somebody in and put them under a mask like, because nobody knows who they are. And again, day and age before the internet, there is a crowd out there who does does know who those guys are. It's just not most people. So you're wasting money. I totally agree, man. Yeah. Waste. If we get in the, uh, we get in the boogie mobile and go back in time after we uh, hook up with Missy, we should go over to WCW and see if we can't save them a few bucks. 
Well, Missy is at WCW, so I don't know. What you're oh, so about. we could hit. We this would be a two for one at there. Okay. Okay. I, I actually. Uh, power- why, don't, why don't you take the PowerPoint presentation and present that to the to the board while I'm hanging out with Missy? Maybe we did get a power bomb by the Super Invader for the win. No shocker okay. there. Uh, we then go to the WCW. I just I just did it. The WCW magazine. No, but but see, you're talking. It's not the. You can say I'm the t- WCW if you have something behind it. Right, right. Because it is a segment. Because I'm. So referring if you go to, to the, the WCW segment. control desk, then WCW becomes the adjective instead of the noun. There you go. Boy, we're getting a uh, an English lesson here. For I the can doc. diagram this sentence, bro. Good for you. <laughs> WCW Magazine segment with Bischoff. Um, Beach Blast is coming up Saturday, June 20th. Uh, Eric sells us on the bikini match with Medusa and Missy. Uh, we then see some replays of Cactus and Sting. Uh, from there, I've got to get this note to play Cactus's promo. Eric they then play sends Stings us... too. Yes, I've got them both to play. Okay. Let's go to Cactus followed by Sting some promos during this segment. What were you about to say? I didn't mean to cut you off. Nothing. Okay, here it is. Talk about a couple of things, Sting. First off, championship belts. You are the world's heavyweight champion, idolized by millions. You got a championship belt, and I don't. Now let's talk about guts. You had a broken rib, and you got lots of guards and lots of sympathy. Cactus Jack's been wrestling with broken ribs for years, and what does he get? Spit on! Guts. I got him, and you don't. So what makes you think you're fit to step into the ring with me in a match where balls going anywhere? Up and down the Gulf Coast, could it be, Sting, that you're doubting your own talents, that you're doubting your own guts? Well, I got no interest in being a part of your personal growth process. I'm going to take you down. Bang, bang! Not long ago, I asked Sting why he signed for this match. His response? As a WCW World's Heavyweight Champion, Sting believes he owes it to his fans to take on any challenge in any kind of a situation, no matter how dangerous it may be. And that is exactly what Sting is about to do. What more can be said about Beach Blast and the Stinger and Cactus Jack? This is a first for me. I've never been in a match like this. Of course, it wasn't my idea. It was Cactus Jack's idea, and he wanted his kind of a match and he wanted it to be at Beach Blast on the beach where falls count anywhere in the whole wide world. They count on the beach, in the ring, and I know a lot of people out there are thinking, come on, Sting, you guys have been talking about that. We've been hearing you talk about that, but that's not going to happen. You guys probably won't even end up outside. You'll end up in the ring somewhere. I know what you all are thinking, but I don't know what's going to happen. Chances are very, very good that we could end up out in the sand, maybe even underwater. I don't know. What? Cactus Jack in the WCW. <laughs> I had that note, but 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 what do you have from this? I actually thought Sting was pretty good there. They gonna fight under the water? Well, I mean, you can't expect him to get it all right. What are we mermaids here? Yeah, under okay. the sea. Might end up in the sand or under the water. Yeah, in the sand, bro. Uh, this, don't get, this you don't get sand in your tights. Any other thoughts before I continue um, with the segment? No, it was all right. I liked Cactus. He was good there. As I told you yesterday, yes. I know you're not doing Beach Blast because it's I, already I, done with Crockett. You told me to stay home. You, I've been punished. You need, well, not need. I highly recommend 
you go watch the Sting and Cactus match. We'll see. Because it's so good. And, of course, the World Tag Team title match as well with Dr. Death, Gordy, and the Steiners. Uh, and then also you have the 30-minute Iron Man match with Steamboat and Rude. It was a really good pay-per-view. This this might have been one of the most underrated pay-per-views of the Turner era. Because no, I don't really ever hear many. I've heard a few people talk about it, but I don't hear many people talk about it. And then when you watch it as a whole, when you sit down and watch it, you're like, man, that was a good pay-per-view. There was some good shit on this. Sting, I'm Cactus. You're going to hear it when we review it, but Cactus and Sting were phenomenal. And Cactus really got a lot out of Sting in that match. By the way, they, they, they say falls can happen. I'm trying to go back to it. Pinfalls anywhere on the Gulf Coast. They don't leave the arena. Okay. Just, just so people know. <laughs> they don't leave the arena. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on the segment? No, I think it's good, and uh, I'll I'll see if I can't, you know, maybe watch that. We'll see. I don't. I no promises. Bischoff also says as he's uh, about to leave the segment. Sting is leading in the sexiest wrestler in WCW in a Ugh. poll running in their magazine. So in the WCW magazine segment, I'm, I'm sorry, the actual magazine for WCW, Sting is leading in the poll for the uh, most sexiest wrestler. Can't believe he's beating like a guy like Rick Rude because that's a hot son gun. Whoa! And then he. What man? I mean, what's wrong with you? I'm securing my own masculinity. We're I, here I to talk about gentlemen in a in athletic endeavor, and you're worried about what everybody's got in their trunks. Okay, and then he finishes off the segment by saying, "This is where we get the news. Next week, the new VP of Wrestling Operations, Uh-oh. Bill Watts, will be interviewed by Jim Ross." I'm afraid of the things I might say on that show, but we'll see when we get well, there. I don't understand what your problem is, but we're going to dig into that over the next few weeks for sure. We're, we're going to get to the bottom the, of that. We're going to cover this event. Cover the, <laughs> cover the event. That's an old one on this show. All right. Dustin Rhodes is going to take on Rip Rogers here. Rip is hilarious. Uh, Just, yes. He's funny. His gestures, his facial expressions, the pink tights, the pink boots. I love me some Rip Rogers. Can you give me 4224? I can certainly do that. 4218. What are we it looking for? It looks painful here? and Rip sells it great. Oh. That would break my whole body. Yeah, Dustin is holding Rip's leg. It, it, in like a maneuver where you know he's the right leg is on the ground, the left leg is up in the air, and Dustin, who's very tall, has Rip's left leg on his shoulder for a short bit, <laughs> and he is stretching the hell out of that leg. Yeah, that would hurt, and he ends up in a half Boston crab after that, uh, as Rip missed a savant kick. I like that, the move where hurt. Rip goes to the top and tries to come down with the axe handle to the to the floor. Mm-hmm. It's always a nice move. And then I thought we had a clever finish, but I'll let you tell the people about that. Yeah, I'm going to it now. Man, I like Rip. That it too. Uh, Rip, Rip is hit with a bulldog, and Dustin wins by pin. So Rip kind of like sends Dustin into ropes. Dustin reverses it, then reverses it again. Uh, leapfrog. Rip goes for another leapfrog. Like Dustin's coming from behind him, so it's kind of like a backwards leapfrog. 
and Dustin stops in the and doesn't go through under Rip's legs, and then Dustin hits Rip with the bulldog, and Dustin gets the win. And Rip Rogers forever is underrated. That's my commentary on this thing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, boy, look at Rip. He does it and is like, "Whoa, where's he at?" And Dustin hits him. <laughs> Any other thoughts, Doc? No, this is a good little match and uh, good for uh, Rip getting some uh... time. Yeah, yeah. I I, I need your help with something. I'm going to play just the very beginning of this NWA countdown segment where Lance Russell and Bischoff are talking about the NWA tournament on Monday, June 22nd, live on TBS. That's the Clash, Clash 19. There's there's like a bit here that... I don't know what the hell the joke is. So I was hoping you can help and maybe you can't can't. And maybe our, our listeners could tell us uh, via email. Here it is. Bischoff and Lance Russell. I want to know the same thing. What's the mm-hmm. status of all the teams that are going to be competing in the NWA tournament on Monday, June the 22nd. It's going to be live on TBS starting at 8.05 Eastern. And Lance, this week, the number two seed is on the agenda. Two of Japan's finest, Hiroshi Hase and Akira Nagami. Now, they face a very unpredictable team from the Dominican Republic, the Headhunters. Now, I understand you were over the house and you had soup for dinner. Why don't you tell us all about this team? (laughs) Hey, listen, I wouldn't touch that one with a 10-foot spoon. You take care of it. All right, Lance. Well, these two have captured titles from Haiti to Jamaica, Cuba to the Virgin Islands. And believe me, their big bodies don't limit their ability. Just like the Mexicans. What's what did I miss? I don't know. What's but with hey, the soup joke? For, I, for I mean, because for a shoot, uh, yeah. Push push pause on the show. All right, we're back. Doc had to go do some community outreach or something. Anyway, Doc, I didn't I didn't understand the little bit there from Lance and Bischoff as they threw to talking about the headhunters from the Dominican Republic. I thought maybe for a second they were making a soup joke because one of the teams was from Japan, but then they made it seem like they were talking about the Dominican Republic team, the headhunters. What did I, what did we miss? I, I didn't get it. I think it's like, they're not sitting around eating vegetables and soup. They were probably eating like animals and humans. Okay. Uh, boy. That, that I, I didn't, I, that was my take on it. I didn't really quite understand what we're doing there. Yeah. That was very odd. Yeah. Now, I need to give them credit. At least they're introducing us to who these teams are. I couldn't agree more. This was better than last week. We couldn't get it. I mean, we couldn't get a tape from Canada? No, it was Puerto Rico. Remember? We didn't get a bit of, oh, yeah. We can't get a tape from the Dominican for this, but we got one for Japan. So, but I'm glad they did it. They should do it for everybody. Come on. Did you notice the... um? The the Dominican team, the headhunters, you see that picture right there, right? I can't really see it. It's pretty small. Okay, well, it, it's 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 the headhunters, and when they actually have the tournament, here's a teaser. You're gonna you're gonna love this if you're listening out there and you're a Patreon member, which you can listen to the Patreon review of it, mm. tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt, or you can watch the video version that Doc and I are watching right now as well. They those those headhunters aren't there so wcw does the wcw thing and they put two white guys under a hood and they call them the headhunters and it's a it's a glorious train wreck yeah Mm. but i I do agree with you 
at least we're getting some footage of the teams and we're kind of really being introduced to the teams where I need to give them an A for effort on this. I'm not going to say it's 100% great, but at least they had the foresight to plug this over and over uh, throughout the weeks because they definitely yeah. plug it a lot. Man, I, would, I used to love stuff like this because it's like I've never seen the Dominican people. I don't really know what Dominican Republic's going on, so um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and we got we got a little promo from the Silver Kings. We see we see footage of various teams here, and then the last thing we're gonna get is a promo from the Freebirds. Did you have something from these two? Um, I like how Michael Hayes was like mad about their seating, and it's like, well, you gonna <laughs> tell me we never packed arenas for the NWA? Let me go to it. Here it is. Hey, hey, let's go over this this one more time. Yeah, we're the birds. And yeah, we're the United States Tag Team Champions. And yeah, we're bad and we're mad. That's right. I guess it's like, what have you done for me lately? Like we never did anything for the NWA. How about all those packed arenas? Do we have a loss of memory? We're going to go through everybody we have to. You can bet on that. And then we're going to find out who's responsible for not seeding us. Like stuff to a goose. They're double DDT. I thought Hayes was good there. He was. Um, let me just kind of tell you. We might be in the last few months of Jimmy Garvin. I, I know. So enjoy him doing, while you can. Yeah, it was stuff to a goose. Um, if you're going to talk about shit going through a goose, don't say stuff. That's my whole thing about that expression. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I was doing some reading on, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. So I read about some guys on the old Wikipedia, you know, my, my preferred method of research peer reviewed. Um, and I, uh, I was looking him up last night, actually, to be honest, just, just to let you know. Oh, okay. I was waiting to see if you had something. You were looking That's him up. That's it. He's didn't... leaving soon. There you go. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I think um, they kind of treat him bad, too. Well, I don't I know. We'll talk about it when we get there, but it's, he's kind of just. When you make the decision out. to move on from somebody, who do you know that gets treated well? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I guess that's true. I mean,. You got to be at the upper top of the thing. I mean, like Sting's going to get treated well, but he's sixty, so they're going to like. Yeah. I mean, most people get a a box of their crap and a boot out the door in life. Yeah. What do, you, what do you want everybody to get a gold watch these days? Man, nobody gives a shit about that anymore. It's like you. Sorry, you're done. It happens. I get. The thing is, it happens so quick with him. It seems like, you know, they're champs here. And boy, before you know it, nope, <laughs> nope. And then Hayes is still there. I think I don't know. I ain't watching a while, but all right, let's keep moving. Good little segment from Bischoff and Lance Russell, though. I kind of they did I, better I than it. the week before. I thought so. I liked it. Yeah, and Lance Russell is good in that role. I didn't again. I didn't yeah, get the joke. He, adds a, of it. he adds a lot of credibility to that because Bischoff's a goof. You really hate Bischoff in these segments. 
I do. You, you need to elaborate on it at all? Because you, you're always talking about it. With he's, me just a, he's just an infomercial-like dude at this point. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's inexperienced. He's just, and he was his, I was just, you know, learning the industry. The thing that pisses me off about Bischoff is, is he's, you can't paint him in the same light as Russo because Russo's a complete buffoon. Bischoff's not a, an unintelligent person. The problem is, is that he'd rather be a TV guy than a wrestling guy. Okay. So, it, I mean, that's a fair way to look. I mean, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with your take. I just okay. think you're hard on him too. At the same time, hey man, I'm hard on everybody. Everybody gets the same treatment, and it's a it's a it's a high hurdle that you got to clear. So you ought to maybe be glad that you cleared it and stop worrying about everybody else, or okay. else I'll have to start dealing with you on a more personal level. Okay. All right, Doc. Well, speaking <laughs> of personal levels, that's how you cut a promo out of nowhere, bro. It's main event time on the show, and mm. we got Arn Anderson versus Barry Windham. It is, of course, two out of three falls for the WCW World TV title. This is um, this is not in center stage. They're doing this in the arena, just uh, for Chagachuga. Are they in Chagachuga? Uh, Chagachuga or Chattanooga, oh. as Hopper uh, likes to say. Um, Boy, he's something whenever he says that. All right, so let's be clear. Harper is something whenever he says anything. Yeah, that's true. We the 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 one thing I like about the two out of three falls sometimes, and other times I don't is I, I, we've said this a few times. It really does take up half of the show, the airing essentially. Like I mean, they'll start these things with with basically 30 minutes minus the commercials that they have to insert in between them left in these things. So we, we get, you know, like Austin and, and Wyndham, we get here, Arn and Wyndham, we're, we're getting them, you know, with a lot of time. They're not just ru- to me. They don't rush the pins in this one, especially. So I, I wanted to make sure I made that point as we talk about this one. Um, what are your thoughts on this, though, before we really get into how these falls all break down? Okay, so... And timestamps, if you have any. Yeah, to me, this is one of the the things that really bothers me about this concept, is once you say everything's two out of three falls, you've kind of booked yourself into a corner. Th- this is not one of those instances. This is certainly, like the guys that I would want to see in this format because they know what they're doing and they know how to lay it out and do it right. And so, but they're not helped out because we keep seeing it all the time. Yeah. It doesn't it's not a special unique. stipulation. If I see it every week, you see it every week is normal and it becomes, it's the same thing you said about the co-host. You got to feed that beast. And the right. problem is every single and week I, you don't have a match that needs two out of three falls. And wouldn't you argue that feeding the two out of three falls beast is actually harder than the co-host? Yeah, it's harder in a different way because, I mean, as you've seen, we've just seen times where we have a match that doesn't need out of two out of three falls. The interesting thing here is, I don't know if you've said this or we said it, the TV title makes this mean something. And these two guys, Arn and Barry, makes it mean something. Right. So you, it kind of... Uh, you know, for that you have it, but but then we have instances like, and I'm not trying to break down and say Muda and Armstrong was like pathetic or bad, but 
Muda just comes in cold and does a two out of three right. with Brad. It's like Muda's you know great. Brad isn't going to win. Yeah. What are we doing? Or we had um, the Freebirds and and Valentine and Taylor. Why why were we doing that? I know why we ended up doing it because we were building up to something else with the pay per view, but it we didn't need it. This. I wouldn't want to see it weekly, but because the TV title's involved and because Barry beat a credible champion and Barry is now a credible champion himself, it kind of lends itself to, all right, well, we got some good stuff here. This makes sense. But the problem is we saw too many two out of three falls that just didn't make any sense. Well, and so I had a note along those lines, and I wasn't sure if I was going to um, bring this up, but I think it's a good spot to. You could have had two other guys, and, and I think B.A. and, and uh, Muda are a good example here. You could have, but you could have slotted them and copied or cut and paste Wyndham and Arn out of this match and had B.A. and Muda do everything that these two guys just did, and it wouldn't have been as good. It needed to be these two guys. Part of it is who they are. Part of it is what they bring to the table with their characters, and part of it is just that you've got the TV title on the line, and recent statements by Arn is that he's trying to get some personal singles glory going. So you're right. Boy, mark down that time stamp. <laughs> can I get 5450? You said I was right. Uh, yeah, you All might right. want to do that. I went back a little on the video. We're at 5446. Uh, Headlock takeover by Always always one of our favorite moves. The headlock takeover and then the leg scissors. Oh, that, but right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I love that. Barry takes Arn over. Arn then gets Barry in the head scissors. Barry kicks out and punches Arn. Nobody does that better than those two. Unless, well, Austin did it last time with Barry, but looks great. And Arn Paul sells Lee's, it wonderfully. And Paul Lee's screaming on the floor because it was a closed fist. And how dare you use a closed fist, Barry? That's right. Yeah, good shit. That, that was really um, good. Are those three different color ropes or two? No, it's three. Like the middle one's black and the top yeah. one's blue and bottom's yellow. What do you think about that? Is, it, is that something you care about aesthetically? I know Harper might be upset by it. I like it from a nostalgia standpoint, but I definitely would not have chosen that. Like when I look at it now, I go, okay, that looks good. But, and, and it looks better than when they were doing, remember when they had like the red, white, and blue? Mm-hmm. The, that red, white, and blue in WCW never looked as good as the W the uh, when the WWF did it. Like WWF's red, white, I don't and blue like was the, bright. I don't, I don't like the and, yellow one. What color would you, here we are arguing about ropes? What color would you do the yellow? Blue. I tell you what, it looks better than it looks ten times better than than when World Class did the yellow. Ugh. The dying years, like is. Uh... I I I like what they have now with the blue, black, and yellow. Okay, ten times better than I like when they went through the era of they were trying to do red, white, and blue. And I don't know if they were trying to mimic WWF, but it seemed like it. It just did not look anywhere near as good. So, I do like so. This. So, um, I wish the canvas was almost like. It's, I guess I'd call it a powder blue right now. I almost wish it was like a uh, a, a lighter 
blue, even though that is a light blue. Because to me, I always think a lighter canvas pops on the screen more. Okay. Now, what are you about to ask me? Um, I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. I, well, well maybe, I was wondering maybe, if that was really a powder blue canvas. That just looks blue to me. And I know what you're saying. You want a lighter. You really want the powder blue, which is Yeah, fine. yeah. Yeah, I want okay. the actual powder blue. Because that, I think a powder blue, I think I like Houston Oiler blue. That doesn't quite look like Houston Oiler blue. It looks like a little, no. it looks like it's dingier. I don't know how to explain it. It, it has a, a a slightly darker color to I'll it. just talk about decorating. I feel like we're going to go out and get some Live, Laugh, and Love posters. Well, we shit. sit there and talk about, like Harper gets mad because the ring apron, you notice he hasn't said anything lately. The ring aprons have World Championship Wrestling on them. The, the banner in the arena says World Championship Wrestling. We haven't heard any brand complaints from Harper lately on the show, which is a good thing. It means they're doing their job. And, and by the way, I did have a note. There's a guy in the, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl or whatever in the front row. Uh, you see where the referee is, where I paused the video just to the left of the ref. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker is worked into a shoot this whole match. Look, look yelling at Paul right there. Yeah. He or love she to see it. is, 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 angry the entire time once Paul dead I love it so that's why I wanted to bring it up <laughs> look he's still screaming at Paul <laughs> he's yelling at Paul Paul's on that side and he's yelling he's not even watching a match alright uh, I'm going to go to the first fall unless you've got something else before 104.35 104.35 alright let's go back alright what do you have here right here uh, Arn is working, Arn is working the leg and Barry starts hitting the arm because he had been working the arm. I love yeah, it's that. That's good. That's called continuity in a match. Man, that makes so much sense. And it's so little, but it was like Arn's working the leg and he's been working the arm. So I'm going to hit him in the arm because he's working my leg. How simple is that? Then Arn keeps working the leg. <laughs> <laughs> and Barry can't deal with it because he arms like, nope, I'm gonna put a little bit more pressure on this leg. And then Barry goes back for the arm. He's he's trying to he's trying to do it again. It's good stuff, man. All right, well, uh, let's go to the finish. This is fall one. They, they're they're over ten minutes in at this point for fall one, so, so yeah. they're not rushing it here. Barry is on the top rope, and Arn goes to suplex Barry. Barry knocks uh, Arn off. And then catches arm with a lariat off the top rope. And Barry wins the first fall. One, two, three. And uh, so our champion here ends up. This is why I hate Watts' top rope rule. Because there's nothing devastating about that. It's just a top rope lariat. Uh, Barry wins. Champion gets the first fall. One, two, three. So Barry's up 1-0. Any thoughts on the first fall? Good, good. First of all, we had some arm working, some leg working, some great action. Um, I, I find it hard to believe that this will be 2-0, so we need to see what happens in the second fall. All right. So the second fall happens at one fifteen twenty. but let me go to you to see if you got anything before I you know, go too far ahead. Do you have anything before that that you wanted to talk about? Wait, was your timestamp? I'm sorry. Second fall is going to happen at one fifteen twenty. Yeah, I got 109. 109. Even. Yeah, let's go to 
Let's go to so I'm at one eighteen forty five. What are we what are we gonna be looking for here? I don't know. I said damn Barry. <laughs> Sometimes right. I'm taking notes and I just I get yeah. in the flow, bro. But Barry's got Arn in an arm bar. Arn shoots him off, ducks the uh, oh over the top rope, yeah. So Barry is charging Arn, and Arn's close to the ropes, and Barry takes a spill to the outside over the top. You know how hard is that to do? In the sense that, I mean, Barry's a pro's pro, but I mean, your gag reflex on that to protect yourself has got to be pretty high. Mm-mm. All you gotta do is hook hook the rope, and you'll be fine. Did you notice, okay. like, when Barry? Watch when Barry goes over. Watch that left arm. How it like? I'll try to pause it on it. See, he's got see, he's got that left arm. He's making sure he basically lands on his feet without landing on his feet, so that he doesn't just spill and land on his head. He's got this okay. left arm. He's actually got the top end middle, which is weird because most people just go to the top. But yeah, so then it spins him, and then he can go over easy without getting hurt. And you see how he landed on his feet technically when you slow it down. Yeah, but I mean, in the arena, it happened so fast. You're like, oh. Boy, that hurt. Oh, yeah, he's a big bastard going over the top. You see those mats on the ground? Get used uh, to being constantly reminding there's no mats on the ground anymore. Fuck. We're beat upside the head nonstop. There's no mats. Hey, did you notice there's no mats? Hey, there's no mats. Yes, we got it. We got it, Jim. We got it, Jimbo. Jimbo. Paul does call him Jimbo um, at the end of the show, I think, because I had a note. I don't know if it was end of it or what, but he he calls him that. He says it one time, and I couldn't figure out if he was just saying it. Look at this fucking guy still yelling at Paul Lee. He's not even paying attention to the match. Look at that idiot what? in the front so, row. Yeah. It's just hilarious. Like you, you, you start getting like you start focusing on him. Look, Barry <laughs> and Arn are wrestling, and he's he's left corner of the screen. He's he's yelling at Paul the whole time. Look at him. Dude, the match is over there. <laughs> All right. I don't care. I came to tell I'm gonna tell him what's up. All right, anything else before one fifteen twenty? No. All right, we'll go to the finish. So Arn ends up uh, working an abdominal stretch, and he's using Paulie and the ropes for leverage, which was always a good little heel gimmick back in the day because when you're using using your manager or using the ropes for leverage, it kind of lends itself to, oh, he's cheating, and the ref never sees it, of course. Uh, Barry ends up getting out of it, but then Barry's going to miss a massive uh, elbow drop Arn rolls out of the way. Arn then is going to send Barry in, and he hits Barry with a spine buster. Boom. Not a good Barry, one. It wasn't very good. Barry's a big bastard, though, so I, I kind of feel like he just had a little trouble getting him up. Um, but the greater point here, we're 30 minutes in. It's not like we're mailing it in, man, at all. We're no, 30 no, no. minutes in, and we just got to fall two. And my note was... I don't know if most people realize it that watched it back then or even watch it now, but these guys have gas tanks. And I know there's a brief pause in between fall one, but they're out there 30 minutes into a match at this stage, and we still got one more fall to go. They're working, and this is not easy what they're pulling off. So that's why you kind of give got to give credit to the two out of three falls sometimes because it's not an easy thing to do, which, again, we talked about when Barry and Austin had the two out of three falls. All right, Doc. Um I don't have a timestamp when this happens in fall three, but Arn is 
during fall three, he's working the figure four, but Barry reverses it and the crowd is into it big time. But that's when I really started to notice you can you can tell the crowd Mike is turned down because they're reacting, but you really can't hear it. You can see it in how they're coming up. Um, Arn grabs the ropes and the hold is broken and then Arn goes for a Vader bomb, but Barry gets the knees up and Barry is just then throwing bombs and fists at Arn and Arn goes over the top rope. Uh, flies over the top rope from the momentum. I don't have the exact timestamp of it, but they were working in that moment. And again, that's when I noticed that Jesus Lord, that the, the crowd is just turned down because you can't hear them. Uh, do you have any timestamps? The finish is going to happen at one twenty one forty. Do you have anything before that? I don't have any timestamps. I love the idea when Orange's getting hit and he's about to fall down. He starts swinging at the air. It's the yeah. old, uh, I think it's right here. Yeah, that. Yeah. It's the old kind of Terry Funk, Arn Anderson move. That's a great little touch to add to the match. Um, later on, and, and not known for this, Arn gets a figure four on. Yeah, that's what I was talking about when he starts working the figure four. And then Barry reverses it. It's not something that you saw Arn do frequently at so, all, but he did it. So I think it's time to go to the finish. Yeah, there there was a figure four. Oh shoot, I just missed it, but we were on it for a second. Um, all right, so the finish. Let me fast forward a little bit here. Get to it. All right. So Barry hits on with the Lariat, which we saw just now, and then he sets Arn up for the superplex off the top. And that's when Austin hits the ring and breaks it up. And Pee Wee Anderson calls for the bell. So Barry's going to retain, and they beat down Barry after. Now, I kind of had conflicting thoughts about this. I was like, damn, man, why'd they do a run-in? But then I realized, you know, as I watched this, yeah, we could have did a clean finish, but Barry is about to finish off arm because that's Barry's finisher. So Austin's like, nah, if, if you're going to beat him, I'm going to stop you from beating him, beating him. And then I'm going to soften you up, too, because I want to get a rematch at some point, hopefully, and maybe get my TV title back. So I thought it made sense from the storyline point of view. Like, he's not stopping Arn from winning right there. Arn's about to lose because Arn's about to get superplexed. And that's why Austin comes in. But what did you think about the finish? Well, look at the like wheels to the left right there. Yeah, They're those into, girls are, those heifers are heifering. They, um, they, 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 Jesus, look at them. at the PN News crew right there, man. Jeez, come on. <laughs> I'm surprised those girls are on the front row. You would think they'd be at the concession stands. They got to be hungry. <laughs> Stop it. What? <laughs> That's dirty. All right, go ahead. You, you, you said you didn't like the finish. Why go 30 minutes if we're just going to run in? And if I'm if I'm Arn, he didn't get that move on me, so you you hurt my chances to win a title, Austin. I'd have a problem with that. I don't know. I, I think it makes sense because it's, it's Barry's finisher. If it's anything else and it's not his finisher or one of his finishers, I'm maybe kind of like, you shouldn't have did that. But it's his, he's about to hit his finisher. He's about to hit Arn. Plus... And Austin's out for himself too. He's thinking about. Uh oh. He's thinking about the fact that I want to get my title back. I don't know. So I thought it, I thought it was fine. Like I, I had mixed emotions at first, and I'm like, ah, no, I get it. I get it. I don't want to deconstruct it too much. Okay. 
Watch the guy in the front row, though. Even at the end of it, he's still pointing and worked into a shoot. Man, wrestling needs more fans like that. It's hilarious, but wrestling needs more fans like him. People need just to stop treating politics like wrestling and treat wrestling like wrestling. That's not going to happen. So then there you go. They need to find something else. They need to find like football or basketball to treat that like wrestling. (laughs) Put the focus there. Oh, man. But yeah, this guy's worked into a shoot, and I love it, man. <laughs> I was trying to get to it. He starts pointing. There he is. Look at him. Look at him. That guy's, Look that at guy's him. worked up, man. He's just pointing that arm. You sorry sack of shit. You lost. You suck. <laughs> Boy, old school wrestling fans are great. All right. Uh, on that note, that uh, just about wraps up the show. From there, I don't even think we go to a, a formal close. Yeah, we don't even go to a formal close at that point. Uh, we just get a plug for the main event that would be tomorrow night and we go off air. So we got to rate it and hand out the toot toot award before we do. So remember the only way you can access clash of the champions, 19 review and the beach blast pay-per-view is by signing up on Patreon at tinyurlcom slash Patreon BTT. Great way to support the show. Not only are you supporting the show, you get tons of extra content. Uh, you know, every WCW pay-per-view that we've covered up to this point, 92 is available on Patreon. All 18 clash of the champions that we've done are available on Patreon. All of that's there. Plus we've done a lot of dark side of the ring reviews, tales from the territories, all available on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, along with the JV goon squad shows, the ECW shows, the NWA power shows. Check it out. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT and support what we do here. Doc, it is time to rate it. What are you going to rate this one? Um, well, it's the end of an era. Is it really an era? It's no, eras it are too usually short. kind of, it's too, yeah. Uh, it's the end of the format. Um, we're yeah. putting this format to bed, the talk yeah. show, uh, format. Um, but this was a good show. Uh, Heyman was good. We had a good talk show segment in the middle where girls started taking off their clothes. That's never a bad thing unless, well, it could be a bad thing. Good match at the end. Got to see Rip Rogers. I'm going to say A minus. I think I'm in agreement. I'm going to go A minus as well. It's a good show. No, I mean, nothing. Good nothing show, new. pal. Good show. Yeah. Ma- really good main event. In. We got to have Watts come in here and clean up the books, though. I mean, he's going to balance the books and get us on track. Yeah. Yeah. Lord help us. Uh, good show, good show. Though. I can't um, wait for you to just destroy everybody that loves you, opinion of you, as you just kneecap Bill Watts over the next few months. I don't know why. I mean, like I always say, good booker. You said you were a Mid-South guy, and here you are on here talking bad about Bill Watts. Who the fuck do you think you are? Well, you know, guess what? Life is complicated sometimes. Sometimes good people. You ain't really from New Orleans. Nobody from New Orleans oh, right. would talk bad about Bill Watts. Boy, people tell you that too. That's the sad part. Like <laughs> I, Adam Price said it one time, and he nailed it. When I was talking to him, he's like, "Hero worship is a thing." Boy, there are way too many people in society nowadays who 
believe in hero worship and they don't realize that they worship their heroes to the point that they can't criticize them. I say it all the time. I don't give a flying piss if it's a celebrity that I thought was a good person. I don't care if it's a politician. I don't care if it's a religious leader. I don't give two shits. Wrong is wrong. And if you're wrong, I'm going to call it out. And, and the other part is there's too many people in this world nowadays who freaking like protect celebrities and personalities who are out there like they pay their goddamn bills these people don't give a shit about you so at the end of the day when they do wrong you call it out that's they right you're the watchdog for the little man nah but they ain't pay bro it kills me i see these people like these celebrities i'll see people just defend you know how old them you sound when you say these celebrities dude there's way too many people who defend celebrities, sports figures, religious figures, politicians. They defend them like they pay their goddamn bills. Like it's okay if somebody that you happen to usually like when they do something stupid and wrong, they just call it like it is. Fuck. pisses me off so when all i right, say well, bill so watts is not a good high, human dude. being we got weeks for you to do to spread this right. out over well you weeks. got me started bro all stew right? in stew in your hatred man that's what i do and look how it works out for me just let the hatred take you over and build a whole narrative around it and aim it at bill watts the problem you know, nowadays man you works. get people who just defend people blindly bruh your favorite politician when they do wrong wait wait just wait. call it out Oh, if you, you have a favorite politician. That's a you problem. You are doing itself. it wrong. That's our political statement for today. Actually, right. I can't say if that. I can't say. Merch, I can't. Let me say. Let me say this. I can't say that. There, there's some politician. Those people work for me, bro. I'm. I'm. I'm not buying no political merch. That ain't never happening. But what I was gonna say is like, um, there's some local elected officials, and when I say local, like within the city, like that I live in, like that I've actually met. Uh-oh, like been hobnobbing down at the country club. There's no country club in my city, but anyway, like there's That's some, not true. There's no country club. There's a trailer park like a mile from here, two miles. I believe that too, but it's city adjacent <laughs> to you there is. The one you know I'm talking about. There's one there. I'm connected to three cities, four I don't but the one I would know about jackass. Oh, okay. I don't know which one you know. But anyway, I there's no country club to my that I my knowledge. But anyway, so like, you know, a local official is different. Like you actually know the person. Like you can you form can show a friendship. up at their you can show up at their doorstep and have a conversation. But I ain't buying no national political candidates political merchandise. That can Man, I see these ads both me. sides of the aisle on Twitter. If you'll just send me five bucks, I'm like, I just won't. That's that's you know, sorry. As we give, give thanks on this Thanksgiving episode. I don't give a shit if our political beliefs line up uh, uh, one for one on every single thing. Um, no. D yeah, that, I think you said it there. Even the person I voted for, I ain't buying no political merch. You can piss off. I don't understand the. I don't understand all these political because we're going to have a year of the presidential debate. I I really do want to just go up on my roof and jump off, 
But anyway, I'm going to tell you this. If I would, you know me, I can't, these people learn how to eat shit in, in public, man. And they just stand there and smile while somebody's just fucking ravaging them with, with words. And I'm like, man, I'd be in the debate. And you know me, I ain't no selling shit at that point. I'd be like, look, you see, and this ain't, this ain't, you can't tell me, I'm, I'm just saying this in general. If you're on the other side for me, I'm looking and pointing at that guy. Going, if you listen. Everything that motherfucker just said is some bullshit. <laughs> Fuck him. So, so if, that, if that resonates cut. with you, if that resonates with you, if, if his words just made you as angry as they made me, then you need to vote for me. I'll see y'all later. I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm going to go drink a few Steve Weisers in the back. <laughs> You just turned it into a wrestling promo, which is well, exactly the is. problem. It already is. The problem is is that I want to turn it into an old school wrestling promo. Now they just stand there while they cut promos on each other and smile. No, no, no. A real promo is I've heard enough of this bullshit. So, hey, you know what? I'll see you at the pay-per-view at the, at the ballot. <laughs> I'm out of here. Fuck you. We got a personal issue. We're gonna sell this shit. I ain't. I ain't down with this. We ain't two sides of the same coin. Fuck you. I hate you. That's how I. That's how. That's why I could never run for office. I'd be like, look, this motherfucker is one of the worst humans that I've ever run across. So if if that appeals to you, then you need to vote for me because I'm. A, I'm gonna do things against this asshole and everyone like him. All right. That's how. I mean, I can fix all this shit, but nobody wants to fix it. Why? Because there's too much money involved. It's a work, just like the sports and the wrestling. See, this is this is this is the problem that Bill Watts is going to cause on this show. Because every time you say something, it's going to work me up, and then you're going to get worked up and, and want to go political. <laughs> and then Harper's going to talk about the the doom of civilization and what you got to do to survive when it all breaks down. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that segment there was for entertainment purposes only. Sure. Um, Hey, you ain't, everybody out there's watched a political debate and gone like, man, fuck this shit. That motherfucker needs to just turn on him and just like Hogan finger at him and be like, nah, bro, we ain't doing that. You ain't saying bro, that I, now. I want to know how far we are, we are away from one of these politicians breaking out a chair and, and just taking great, going in. But here's the here's the thing, Mike. They can't be 75 years old. That's why we need some young. We need to build new stars. <laughs> yeah, to build up my planet. I Somebody just want to know, like, top, some of these old guys need to stop holding down the young guys and, and, and put them over for the strap, and then raise their arm up to get them over. You know what I'm saying? It, I just feel like we're not far away with as contentious as it is, and I, I mean, just on all levels, like as contention is it contentious as it is that we get a candidate who, who literally in truly goes like they've gone full wrestling right now but but they really go full wrestling and they they just charge the other dude and go to take their legs out from under him like like they're shooting in a wrestling ring and then just go to brawl and like i i i really think it's gonna happen at some point mark this down the the way the path is going they're they're working right now but what happens when people work they end up working themselves into a shoot and everybody's worked into a shoot and there's going to be a candidate if it hasn't already happened is going to charge another candidate and they're going to start brawling on the stage it's gonna happen 
Well, let's do it, man. It'd be more interesting than blah, 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 blah. Can you imagine? The, if, let, the, we might as well just have them stand there and do that stupid Dana White slap fight thing. It's just let them slap the shit out of each other. <laughs> you ima- I think it'd be funny if... I can't say it. It's it, it, This is going to work too many people. But the problem is, like you said, if you get two 77-year-olds doing that, man... Ships, they're gonna have hips shattering, and I don't know how far it's gonna go. You kind of gotta have a couple of younger folks do it, but we are not far away from in a presidential debate, two candidates just shooting, they're cutting promos and cussing each other out, and then before you know it, charging each other. I love it. That would be it's glorious. Like, it don't act like it would be some debasing of the man. We are already at the bottom, so let's just break it out and do it. Go full wrestling. Anyway, all right, let's uh, let's move along. We 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 need to hand out the the toot toot because we got sidetracked. Toot toot or Bar- Barry and Arn for a hell of a, le- a lesson. I'm the same way. Barry and Arn are getting it, no doubt about it. That's an easy one. Barry and Arn get the uh, toot toot award. So on that note, uh, it's almost time to get out of here. It is the Thanksgiving episode. So while we were just uh, having a little fun with politics. I do want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Don't work yourself into a shoot when you're at your family gathering uh, because um, Uncle Cletus is on one side and you're on the other. I mean, you know, you ain't got to let the person disrespect you. But at the end of the day, don't work yourself into a shoot. Just um, Hogan finger him and say, Uncle, Uncle Pop Pop, why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't come all this way to sit down with this nice meal and these nice people. All these, all these nice, nice fans, people, <laughs> all these nice fans, to listen to a whole lot of your bullshit. <laughs> so if you don't shut the fuck up soon, I'm gonna pull your your bottom lip up over the top of your head, you old bastard. <laughs> <sighs> That's how you give thanks, BTT style, or one of the ways. But it is Thanksgiving, Bro, we so got, we got Washington tomorrow. No, oh, you looked it up. Even though we're yeah, a month I'm looking away. it up here. We, so we play. Let's see. We're going to be five and two. Five. We're going to be seven and three coming into that game. So we'll see if I was right. Be, okay, we'll see if you were right. But we'll come in. So well, okay. So look, Mike, we're going to beat the Rams. And I'll be honest, we're probably not going to Philly and win it. And okay. then we should beat the Giants because they're garbage. And then we play the Panthers. And if we beat the Panthers, the Rams, and the Giants and lose to the Eagles, we'll be 7-3 and three coming into that game. That sounds right, don't it? On the surface. Man, I don't predict sports, man. Come on. You can't play along with shit. How'd you Especially, ever make it? In, you didn't make it in the wrestling business because you're like, man, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't want to tell lies or something. Nah, book. man. You can't, you, you can't predict can how happen, they're going to book I'm it. Saying, we got it. I got it. I, you know me. I don't count nothing until it happens. We were up. We were up like in the in the American League Championship last week. We we're up like seven, eight runs late in the game. And Harper's like, "Y'all are gonna do it," and I'm like, "Game ain't over, son." Bro, it was Finish. like ten to two, and he sent that message saying, "Man, it's over." And 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 you and I were thinking the same thing. Have you seen this goddamn bullpen? Yeah, I'm like, you don't let up until you break the finish line. You keep going until you hear the whistle. So I believe that, but but. The people, I don't know if you know this or not, but the people like it when I set myself up for potential failure on the show. It's kind of a thing. They're like, ha ha, Doc's an idiot. So potential if they lose failure? all the games. 
by the time this comes out, they'll be like, oh, see, Doc's a dumbass. And that gives them something to wrap their head around and talk about. So they'll be able to know what we really are right now. I'm sitting here. I got a month to go. And I'm telling you, we're going to be 73 coming into that game. And we're going to beat the brakes off the commanders. And we're going to be 8-3. and three. And then It kills me that you said potential failure. Because and then, this show started in 2015. And since then, it eventually always ends up in failure. There's no well, potential involved in this. Well, 31 teams are going to end up disappointed, Michael. I say that all the time when people say, oh, this trade didn't work out. This trade didn't work out. That trade didn't work out. I'm like, okay, so basically, unless you win the whole thing, it didn't work. That's not how it works. It could it could work. It just ends up that you you didn't win the whole thing. It doesn't mean it was a bad move. It just well, means that other, you didn't win the Super Bowl. The other it's thing I'm worried anyway. about. It's all fake. We got, you None of it's real. None of it's real. Okay, it's so the other problem there is, um, we've got to get our wins in now because down the stretch is tough. We have a three-week stretch where we we play the Eagles, the Bills, the the Dolphins, and the Lions. That's a four-week stretch. The Bills aren't being booked strong this year, so but I don't, it's I don't in know. Buffalo. I you know how don't. the cold weather's going to affect. Oh us. my God! There you go with that nonsense. Well, that here's an even worse factor. one, son. The next week we go to Miami. And that might really affect us because it's probably going to be 80 degrees down there. Oh, God. And that shit is on a goddamn Christmas Eve. Fuck. Thoughts and prayers. You'll have to tell Thoughts the people Thoughts and prayers, Christmas dog. Eve it's is, like, is well, we got this thing we'll at the there. church. Hail Satan. I mean, I'm trying to watch football. <laughs> I'm going to tell you like I told the priest when I was a kid. Sir, Michael, are you going to be here on, on Sunday for church? Nah. Nah. The Saints play at noon. I can't make it, Father. Oh, that's mm. blasphemy. Well, I got shit to do. I don't know what to tell you, Father Meyer. I don't know what to tell you. The minute, hey, they cracked the egg the minute that they put youth sports on Sunday. That oh, gave they us, lost their mind. That, that gave us all a reason not to go to church. Because then, mm. when, you don't, when you don't have the youth sports, you can turn to the wife and go, it'd be nice to have a Sunday morning where we don't do anything. And it's hard to argue that shit. Maybe. All right, we've been going for two hours. Can you get us the fuck out of here? Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Appreciate your support. Remember what I said. If you are on Twitter still, retweet the show when you see it. It greatly helps the show. If you're on Facebook, share it as well. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, It does help the show. It helps out the algorithms. If you have never left a five-star review on Podcast Addict or on Apple Mm -hmm. Podcasts, Please leave a five-star review. It will get shouted out on air. Mm-hmm. And on that note, we're going to get out of here. Um, after Doc hits the tagline and we ride off into the sunset, you will get to hear the annual tradition like no other, which is uh, how you bless your Thanksgiving meal BTT style. Doc, hit the tagline. Let's roll. Book it, bitch. The other thing here is this. You know, you know, you ever heard I mean not you, you're gonna be eating spaghettios, but you ever heard those families that have those traditions where they'll like sit at the table and go around and everybody's gotta say what they're thankful for? Uh yes, uh <laughs> yeah. God. Mostly mostly white people do this kind of stuff. So you might not know <laughs> about it. My dad's side of the family used to do that shit. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's like we go around for like five million years, like, God dude, can we so, can we so, can we get to can we cut this fucking bird? 
Because so you always got some long-winded motherfucker who wants to talk for 20 minutes well, and tell his whole goddamn life story. Now, that's where I'm going here. So this year, if your family starts this horseshit thing, <laughs> Damn. Roundabout, I want you, faithful army member, to stand up, sit down, whatever it is you do, and tell your family how thankful you are for the Book in the Territory podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I can't promise you a shirt because I don't have access to them. But if you have some sort of video evidence of you doing this and shocked and, and dis disappointed faces on your family members so this isn't a work, and you send it to Mike, he's going to do something for you. I don't know. We'll shout it out on the air. We'll put it up <laughs> on the YouTube page. I don't know. But I want video evidence of you just ruining your family's Thanksgiving by getting us over. That's what I want. And, and here's the thing. It's easy. I'm gonna get I'm gonna tell you how to do it. It's a filibuster. Basically, you're hijacking this bullshit activity. So somebody's gonna walk around and thinks that they got sober this year, or that they found the Lord this year, or that New Year knew me worked and they lost three point three pounds this year. You stand up and you say, Man, I'm thankful that every Sunday night and every Thursday night, Book in the Territory comes out. Man, those guys are awesome. There's this ex-professional wrestler, Mike, and this guy named Harper, and the real star of the show is Doc, and he does all this, and you just keep going on and on about the show <laughs> and see how long you can go before you get kicked off the stage. <laughs> That's what you need to do. And, and, and see, you get us over, you videotape it, you get you know internet famous. And you teach those sorry ass family members of yours never to do this stupid shit again. Where, 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 where did you just come up with this on the fly, or did you have this as a note written down? I, I, I just, it, I, it just popped into my head. You know, I always have random thoughts. Like I'll send you a text or an instant message, and you're like, "What the hell are you thinking?" These things right. just pop up in my head, and, and I was disappointed this week because I didn't have any docaholic spotlights. I need something. To to from the darkaholics out there to uh make me giggle and this would do it bro do you you know what's funny is and we're getting ready to get out of here but, and uh who knows there may be a world-class championship wrestling patron preview at the end of this if we can get to it tonight but the funny part about that would be so awesome is that if at the end of the person giving the speech about how great Book in the Territory is, Book in the <laughs> they said they yeah. said two things, and I hate to do this again, but they said, I'm just here to be blessed and be a blessing. And then they said, book it, bitch. <laughs> and just sit down like you didn't do anything out right. the ordinary. Fold, right. your, fold your hands together and just look at the next person around You're right. <laughs> look, Go. look like there's nothing out of the ordinary. It just was like a normal day, normal Thanksgiving, nothing else happened. Just kind of do that, do that kind of like self-assured knowing nod to the aunt, aunt, aunt janet who's next and like it's your turn right right and then just keep it moving and, <laughs> and then maybe hit him with yeah i say baby's got a pot roast on <laughs> you know, like time to eat motherfuckers but uh thank you because uh i was blessed in being a blessing <laughs>
Well, I was just thinking, you know, if you're like your little Uncle Jimmy is next, you could be like, all right, little fella, it's your turn. It's <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you, ought, what you ought to do if you want to, like, really spice – this is another alternative idea – is just speak in kind of the wrestling things that we talk about. Talk it drops to all your family. Call everybody a little fella and uh, – you know, just every time anybody says it, that's real classy, Aunt Janet. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just, it would be awesome. Just start a, conversa- start a conversation about the merits of the Golden Girls and pop, tar- pop tarts and... <laughs> it would be how, so how great. How you're thinking? Tell, tell, like, especially for college age. Tell them like you're thinking about relocating to the Smoky Mountain area. Just see what happens. <laughs> I can see somebody like, <laughs> like somebody's uncle or aunt who's like old and is like, oh man, you ever tried such and such? Boy, that's that's hard to do. And like the guys at the table, one of our listeners just goes, "It ain't that fucking hard, guys." <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing these, these 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 holidays are painful man you got to get through them however you can so, you know i'm going to be watching the cowboy game which might end up making it more painful i'm probably going to be drinking as much as i possibly can it, it, you gotta you gotta combine some shit so drink a lot <laughs> if you got somewhat long hair, you could fluff it a lot like Dr. Tom all day. <laughs> Just got to try to pop yourself and get through this day. <laughs>